Hello and welcome to my podcast. I am Rachel Baum and today we will be looking at Australia's response to COVID-19. Australia confirmed its first cases in late January 2020. The Australian government has made it a point to update the rise in number of cases, the recovery of the people and the deaths due to COVID-19 on its official website. Restrictions have been placed for domestic and international travel as well. The Department of Infrastructure has published guidance to help protect the workers and to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Today we have with us Mr. Shannon Botick, a resident of Australia for 15 years now. He will be giving us some insights on how the government of Australia has taken measures to ensure the safety and health of its people. So Mr. Shannon, uh, tell us about your profession and your workplace and the change it has been through after COVID-19 hit the world. I'm a tram driver with Diara Trams, uh, which is part of the public transport network in Melbourne. Um, being public transport, it's owned by the Victorian government, but managed and run by an international company. I've been a tram driver now for a little under eight years, and this has been the most fun job I've ever done. Whenever you visit Melbourne City, one of the first iconic images you're confronted with are that of trams running through the city centre which is so uniquely Melbourne and it's great fun to be part of this experience. After the pandemic hit, uh, the company had to roll out quite a few changes in just in working practice, uh, which was basically for our benefit and safety. And this was due to uh, our contact with the general public. Uh, for example, management um, have provided us with hand sanitizer and alcohol wipes because uh, we're required uh, to clean our cabins and driving consoles when we start off in the mornings and uh, if we were taking a tram from another driver. Um, we're also required to use warning tape uh, just to cordon off uh, the front door of the tram and the first row of seats just to prevent passengers from entering through the front door or using the row of seats closest to the driver's cabin. Again, this is just the practice of safe uh, social distancing. Um, these were changes that I thought would have been short term, but six months down the track, we're still taking these precautions. Well, I think the first measure that was taken was to close the Australian borders. Um, to prevent travellers from other countries coming into Australia. Australia's unique location in the world, unlike most other countries, we are not surrounded by a cluster of neighbouring nations. Um, this certainly helped the cause of reducing the risk of, of the spread of the virus. Um, at the end of March, the state government announced that we were going into stage three restrictions which pretty much shut most businesses, schools and restaurants, um, except for the essential services like supermarkets, public transport and healthcare. Um, they had also restricted the movement of people, especially groups of people, um, which seemed to be one of the main causes for the hike in the number of cases. So they put a complete ban on parties, and get togethers, and conferences, 
and things like that. Um, by the end of July, due to the increasing case numbers, the Victorian government uh, put the state into stage four lockdown, which uh, restricted our movement to uh, a limit of five kilometers and also implemented a curfew between 8 p.m. and 5 a.m. And of course, the police were given full authority to enforce these restrictions with huge fines, um, some of them up to $5,000, and even arrest someone if necessary. Um, I definitely think the government's swift and often unfairly perceived as extreme action um, with these restrictions they are justified by the overall low number of cases and deaths in Australia. Um, I have to say that along with these restrictions, the government have offered a lot of help to its citizens, especially the ones who are financially struggling. For example, they've requested all banks to freeze mortgage repayments for at least six months until families recover. Um, they've also put in place financial assistance packages for families and individuals who have no income during this difficult time. So although these restrictions have continued, um, now that the case numbers have started to drop, the government have slowly started to ease uh, the restrictions and have set out a clear roadmap and, and a clear plan towards some sort of normality. So now, how have the measures taken by the government affected you and the people around you? Yeah, well, I do understand that these measures that the government has taken, um, they're necessary. Um, it has been quite a difficult few months for me personally, especially as someone who lives alone. It's probably been the most challenging time of my life so far, mentally, emotionally and physically. Uh, mentally, with just not having anyone to interact with um, when I return from work, or just to talk about my day or to get some sort of advice from someone. I think with also um, not being able to visit friends because of the five kilometer travel restriction, it leaves this gaping hole in your life. Um, and of course, this directly affects your emotional and physical state as well, where you lack the motivation to do anything positive, uh, like exercise or reading, and often find myself just binging on unhealthy snacks and Netflix. Um, of course, it hasn't helped that my wife has been stuck in another country and I missed out on the birth of my baby girl. So it's been a really tough few months. Um, I've also got to see the sad effect it has had on others around me. Um, I know a young lady who is a cleaner at work um, who was about to go on maternity leave, but her husband uh, had just been told that he was no longer needed at work. So the situation has caused this young lady to work right up until a couple of days before um, her baby was born. Um, she also had to deal with the reality of, of running their home on, on just the one income, seeing that neither she nor her husband were Australian citizens. They could not get any assistance from the Australian government. Um, but some of my colleagues at work um, 
were kind enough and then decided to take up a collection for this young lady and and some um donated a whole heap of things just to help them with their newborn baby so uh, as you can see it's been extremely difficult for everyone but i guess this too will pass shortly and i'm just looking forward to life uh, life again and life without restrictions Thank you for joining us today Mr Shannon and helping us understand Australia's response to COVID-19. The Australian government has developed and funded a comprehensive response to the COVID-19 pandemic. To list out a few, delivering a 2.4 billion dollar health package to protect all Australians, funding home delivery of most prescription medicines for those unable to get to their local pharmacy. providing 48.1 million dollar for the national mental health and well-being pandemic response plan in addition to 74 million dollar to support the mental health and well-being of australians publishing a weekly traffic light report of the situation in each state and territory nationally defense and health officials are door knocking every positive covid-19 case in the state but have found one in four people not at home those people have been referred to the police and may face a 1652 australian dollar fine said reuters to conclude australia eases more covid-19 restrictions experts say the nation has brought the epidemic right under control across australia a nation of 25 million people there is cautious optimism that for now at least the coronavirus is being contained more than 27400 covid-19 cases and 900 deaths have been recorded since it was first detected in australia 8.3 million tests have been carried out ever since however clusters of the disease continue to cause alarm health officials have sent text messages to over 1 lakh 40,000 people living in three Melbourne suburbs urging them to be tested after a student attended school were infectious with COVID-19. Thank you listeners for tuning in. This is Rachel signing off.